Well, if you're new to Neighborhood Church, this is not a normal Sunday. Normal is the setting on your dryer, uh, but I'm not normally getting up to preach at 11.13. Uh, but I did plan a very short sermon today, knowing that this might be the case. Brian's laughing at me over here. I appreciate that. So, um, can you get me to that first slide, Jennifer? Thank you so much. By the way, Jennifer's starting theological school this month as well. Super proud of you. She's running, uh, running, running the, the screens today, uh, but she is so much more than a person who just pushes buttons. Uh, God's really calling her into leadership and can highlight her a different day. But So, short series on how-tos. This is what I'll uh, be talking about for the next uh, several weeks until we get to Easter, and then we'll talk Easter things. And then after that, we're going to preach through the little book of Jonah, that story about a prophet that went the wrong way and got swallowed by a whale. So, in this how-to series, I want to start out with how to pray. I've been talking about this for weeks and weeks. 2024 is going to be the year where you start feeling comfortable to pray out loud. And so, how would I ever expect that you to do that if we didn't help you with some tools and some tips and some tricks and things like that? So, this is just part one of how to pray because I knew it was going to be a micro-mini sermon and that's okay because those things that we already heard are so precious to the heart of God and they are shaping who you are. So um, I had a, a conversation with someone in my life who's a little older and uh, they said, Andrew, I don't know that I know how to pray. I said, well, tell me about that. And he said, well, I, I, I just pray real short phrases, and I have long pauses in between. I said, well, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's actually excellent. You're probably really being sensitive to what you're supposed to pray, because somehow we think if you pray longer or louder, somehow God will hear you more, and that is not true. In fact, it's a lot better for all the rest of us if you pray shorter and in a heartfelt way. You know, Someone said the only way to learn how to pray is by praying, which you might think, well, that, that doesn't help me. But I want to give you the most famous prayer in the Bible today, and we're just going to breeze through it real briefly. And I want to encourage you to learn this because I believe that Jesus really wanted his disciples to pray this prayer. Now, it was in this Sermon on the Mount, in this beautiful place above the Sea of Galilee, where Jesus teaches, and we find the contents of that sermon in Matthew 5 through 7, called the Sermon on the Mount, affectionately. There's also pieces and parts of it in other books. And so this prayer that oftentimes uh, is called the Lord's Prayer, but I'll call it the Disciples' Prayer because I think it's the prayer that Jesus says, I want my disciples to pray this prayer. And um, there's another place in Luke where this prayer is contained. And before the prayer, it says one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Well, it sounds like what we're learning right now. Just as John taught his disciples. So John the baptizer had disciples. Some of the Jesus' disciples were actually John's disciples before Jesus. That would be Andrew and John if you're keeping track at home it seems, from the scriptures. So Jesus responds to this. And now I'll go to the Matthew passage, Matthew 6, and you'll recognize this. We prayed it earlier. This then is how you should pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts 
as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then Jesus goes on to talk about forgiveness after that. So let's breeze through really quickly because some of you aren't that familiar with this prayer. Some of you are so familiar with it, you need to get another passion and a fresh look at this prayer because it is incredibly beautiful. And there's so much to say about it. There's been whole books that I've read about it, which we can't go over all that information. But Jesus actually believes that these are words we need to be rehearsing to God and to ourselves. We need to actually hear ourselves saying these things. This is not just like a good idea. This is a God idea. And so that I would call this the disciples' prayer. By the way, that's not my term. I will give credit to one of my professors, Dr. Mike Wilkins from Talbot Seminary for that. This is a prayer in community. You'll see our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Our, Jesus could have said my. He could have said he could have put my in there. He didn't. This is a community prayer that we're supposed to pray because we're part of community. Not that you can't pray it without other people, just meaning that we're living in the context of a community called the church. And these are also, a lot of these phrases are very closely related to Jewish prayers. And I just found some fascinating stuff. I'll try to put that in a blog uh, this next week so that you can see a few of of how Jesus is taking what's happening in the synagogue and he just supercharges it. It's beautiful. Jesus is brilliant. So just phrase by phrase real quick. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. Father is Abba. This is Daddy. Now some of you, for you, Dad is a difficult place because your father wasn't gracious and generous and kind and protected you. Perhaps your father was even abusive. Therefore, our Father in heaven, you just cringe. And it's my prayer that we can sit with you and pray with you and see you come to healing and grace so that you can understand that this God, this Father, is a good, good Father. So, the first phrase is just who it's to. It's who you are addressing. You're addressing Father. This is an intimate term, not God, which seems to be just a very generic term, because God could kind of mean anything. And by the way, Jesus is one who says, I reveal the Father to you. If you see me, you've seen the Father. So there is this graciousness about our Father God. The next phrase, there's three petitions in a row that's going to just explain the otherness and the vastness and the transcendence of God. Hallowed be your name. Now, hallowed isn't a word that you would use a lot. Super Bowl commercial about the Catholic app, hallow. I think it's probably great. I haven't looked at it. Hallow means holy. You would probably hear of Halloween, which is All Hallows' Eve, the holy evening. Why? Because it was the night before All Saints' Day where they celebrated these people who had given their lives for the kingdom. Your kingdom is, your, your, your name is separate. Holy is, you're separate from all others. You are above all gods. Your name is holy. By the way, name has to do with with power and authority. This is why we pray in Jesus' name. Even when we baptize, it says in Matthew 28, that we baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That we're submitting to that authority and power of God. Hallowed be your name. There is a reverence and a holiness, God, that you have. 
Your kingdom come. Jesus' main message was the kingdom of God. He says, the kingdom is now here. I've brought the kingdom, heaven to earth. The next phrase, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mike Wilkins says this, wherever the kingdom of heaven exerts its presence, God's will is experienced, what he wants. Now, um, though I have few few minutes left, I just really want to show you this, this video, and it is from the, the Bible Project, and uh, it helps us understand heaven and earth, because I believe we need a new mindset. We need a biblical mindset on heaven and earth. I think this is really going to help you, so grab your popcorn. Are you ready? Here we go. Super helpful. Super helpful, because I think as Western American people, we just kind of pull things apart, and it's much more nuanced than that. So the questions would be, has the kingdom of God come? Answer, yes. Um, next slide, because my, oh, we, you know what? We're having some problems with our pro presenter today, so it's probably rebooting. Um, has, oh, perfect. Good job, guys. Way to get it back up and running. Has the kingdom of God fully come to every part of God's good world? No. The answer is no. Everything hasn't been perfectly redeemed yet. So if you're a Jesus follower, has the kingdom of God come to you? Yes. And then, um, as a Jesus follower, has the kingdom of God come to 100% of everything you do, say, and live out? No. Let me just answer it for that for you. No. That we are being conformed to the image of God day by day. The Holy Spirit is growing us up to look more and more like Jesus. And it's a process. So his kingdom has come, but not, it's now and yet it's not yet. All right. Just closing up here, there's several other phrases in this prayer, and we'll pick up part two next week, um, and I'll be talking about prayer again really for next week and the following week. Um, in fact, I just want to close up right here, and then I can just pick this up next week. Hey, look at that. We're flexible. All right, we got this. Um, good idea, Andrew. Okay, that was so... Just in case you don't know, everything isn't completely planned out. We're just trying to create room for the Holy Spirit to speak what he's saying to his church at his time. And I don't always exactly know and get it right, but I work really hard to try to listen. And then in the moment, I just pivot, right? So what have we talked about so far? We've addressed God as our Father. We have realized that his name, his power and authority, we want to just submit ourselves to that. How would be your name? Your kingdom come. We want your kingdom on earth. We want more and more of those pockets all around us. And because we have the Holy Spirit living inside us, where we go, we carry the presence of God. And where the presence of God is exerted, then his kingdom and his will is done. And beautiful things happen. We get to partner with Jesus in healing and restoring the world. We get to, let me say it again, we get to, you're like, I don't know what he just said right there. Uh, we get to partner with Jesus to heal and restore the world. Amen. So we're, we're, we're these, we're imagers of God that gets, get to partner with him. And that means your life has incredible purpose and meaning. It doesn't mean that you just get your 
get out of hell free card and you just go to heaven and you just, you know, hunker down and hope that everything, like you just make it to the end. This is about actively creating pockets of the kingdom in the world. And that's the life of adventure and life to the fullest that we exist to experience and share here at Neighborhood Church. So here's the deal. I want you to stand. Prayer folks, if you'd come forward. Um, last week we had folks come forward and we took some pictures of you. That was great. But we want to make sure we have all of your information. And so if you came forward or you were too chicken to come forward, but you talked to me afterwards, I know who you are. Um, uh, we would love to get your information. Do not assume we have your information. Do not assume we have your information. We want to make sure it's all in one place. So there'll be a sign up in the back, right, Cindy? Sign up for that in the back. Um, it's called the lobby. That's where it'll be. Um, I'm, I'm changing gears on the fly here. Um, so we would, we would love to, to make sure we get your information. Um, caveat about next week. Next week, not as much talking, more singing, praying, and preaching, okay? So today, thank you for being so gracious. That was a lot of words in one service. If your ears are tired, I, my ears are tired too, and I've been up here, okay? So thanks for hanging in with us. This is all really important stuff, but it was a lot today. So next week, a little more normal, which is just really the setting on your dryer. I want to encourage you that if you want prayer, we would love for you to come down, down front. Um, and I like ending with this. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. That's Father and Son and Holy Spirit. For those of you who are wondering how Casper got into the final song. May Jesus bless you. Sometimes you just got to see life as funny, right? May Jesus bless you today. May you have peace and purpose. And may you find life to the fullest as you walk these things out. I want to encourage you, try the Lord's Prayer. You can just Google it on your phone if you can't find it. May God bless you. We'll see you next week.